Chatham Doré made weather predictions with unwavering certainty, in just the same way everyone in his family spoke about the future, like they were reading from invisible scrolls that hung down from the heavens. Just like his mother and his mother's mother had been, Chatham was the owner of the Bottom of the Cup Tea Room, the oldest running psychic shop in the country. It was just across the way on Royal Street, right next to Touchdown Jesus, where the wolfman's body had been dumped. Other than two tiny gold hoops in his left ear, Chatham always looked straight-laced in his thin wire-rimmed glasses and collection of pastel polo shirts. I guess they can't all be as kooky as Rita Borgia. Although today at least he had complimented his preppy attire with the cat. The guy in the corner, who was still reading Macbeth, looked up. Chatham set his crescent-handled moon mug on the counter for me. Glad to know your pa's raising you right. He nodded up to the speaker. Oh, yeah, Mac has a total man crush on Bowie. I know many people in the quarter who'd be jealous of Bowie then. Gross. I slid over the navy blue moon mug. The inside was covered in stars and the words world-famous bottom-of-the-cup tea room world. The mugs were kind of cheesy, the kind of merch the shop made specifically to sell to tourists, but I liked them. I liked that they were still the same as they'd always been. There was a phase of my childhood when I drank out of nothing but the moon. Chatham's sons, Caleb, Cameron, and Cody, spanned the years in between me and the twins. We'd all grown up together, French Quarter rats, and thick as thieves. I was the youngest, and at ten became the last kid standing when Cody transferred to a private school for junior high. The twins, of course, were already at Tulane by then. Now all the Doré boys were at colleges spread across the South, and I only talked to them on holidays when they came in for café au lait and croissants. Or funerals, apparently. I tried to smile as I grabbed the crescent handle, but Chatham touched my hand, making me pause. We miss them too, baby. I nodded and quickly turned to fill his coffee. Pumping the medium roast, I glanced back. His expression was grim as he slowly walked around the room. The cat jumped down as if to investigate with him. It's cold in here, Chatham muttered, maybe to me, maybe to himself, maybe to the cat. I don't know if that will be going away come Monday. He shook his head. No, definitely not. Well, this should warm you up. I slid out the sugar and non-dairy creamer. The cat came around the counter to meet me, threading between my legs and rubbing its head firmly against my ankles. And who are you? I scooped him up to the counter, which broke like ten health code violations, but none of that seemed to matter post-storm. You're beautiful. He purred a barely audible purr and rubbed his head against my hand. Chatham shook his head, smiling. Meet Onyx the newest addition to the Doré household. He popped up just post-storm, but he's the kind of creature that makes himself so quickly at home you feel like he's been around forever. So soft. I stroked its back all the way up to its tail. Chatham picked up the canister of sugar and poured a long stream into his moon. How are you doing, Adele? I'm fine. I mean, all things considered. Your aura begs to differ. I laughed. It's not good for your soul, Addie, all of this sadness. My soul can handle it. It's just hard being here. I braced myself for a hallmark line about eternal peace, 
but he didn't go there. At least they're together, he said. Not even death could take Bertrand and Sabine from each other. For a heart's flicker, I felt a little lighter. Adele, I don't want to overstep here, but I have an idea. One that I think would be good for both you and your soul. Like chicken soup? I'm serious. All I can afford is minimum wage, but I think you'll find spending time at bottom of the cup to be beneficial in other ways. It will do you good to get some space from this place, from Bertrand and Sabine. You talk about them like they're still here. For you, they are. You must be the only shop in town actually hiring right now. It's a precarious position to be in, no doubt. Always booming in times of calamity. Hurricanes, terrorist attacks, Y2K, years of the rapture. 